Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service, Rosie's Corner, and Stanley Law Offices. And also a big tip of the cap thank you to friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, and Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. All right, week 18 is coming up. It's a preview. I'm going to do the full preview first, and then I'm going to give you playoff scenarios for every team. So just a, a quick preview of the games themselves, and then I will give you playoff scenarios, clinching, all that kind of good stuff. Who needs to win and do this and that and the other thing as we're here. I mean, it's the last week of the NFL, and it always comes down to craziness. It always comes down to a game here, a game there. You look back, you get mad. If you're a Bills fan, you're like, oh, if we had won one or two more games against inferior opponents, you'd have the one seed, And but still everything in front of you. So uh, it, it, it's a mind, it's a maddening, maddening game, man. It's a maddening sport. And God, every week is so huge in this league, and that's what makes it so immensely popular. Ravens hosting the Steelers, a Saturday double dip, game one. My question is, do the Ravens want to knock the Steelers and keep them out? I mean, do you play your starters? Do you not? This game's at home. Um, I mean, you've already got the one seed and home field advantage, but you don't want to see your rival make it to the playoffs, right? So do you play your starters for the first quarter and all the rest? I wouldn't, but I think the Ravens' backups are even better than the Steelers' overall team. So whether they do or don't, I'm picking Baltimore to win a slugfest, a rock fight, like it always is between these teams, 13-10. to 10. Colts host the Texans. Man, this is a really hard game for me to pick because there is so much on the line for uh, these teams. And, you know, when I look at C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year and all the rest, um, you know, a, a guy who's just put up all the numbers all year long. And, you know, they got him back recently um, against the Tennessee Titans. And yet the Colts are home. And this is a toss-up game. It's a rivalry game. It's a division game. And boy, you know, that's another thing the NFL does great in week 18, don't they? Every single game is a divisional game. Every single one. I got to be honest with you. I feel a little Shane Steich in this game. I don't know why. They're favored by one. I'm picking them by three. 23 to 20. I think they're going to be able to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. That, to me, is how it's going to be won. Line of scrimmage, run the ball. Who gets better protection and play action off of that ground game? Is it C.J. Stroud or is it Garner Minshew? But I'm going to go with the Colts in this game. They're favored by one. 23-20 late field goal gets it done. By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by four in Baltimore. On to Sunday, Patriots host the Jets. I'm going to take New England at home, 16-13. to Browns at Bengals. Cleveland, what a year they have had. The Joe Flacco show comes into the Chili City, and uh, the Bengals are favored by five. By the way, if it matters for you, the Patriots are favored by two and a half. Gosh, could you imagine having to go to that game and cover that game? That's when you don't want to work in sports media. Uh, Bengals hosting the Browns. You know, again, turnovers, divisional game, who plays, who doesn't. I'm going to pick the Bengals in a weird upset, 17-16, to because weird things happened in the last week of the NFL. And again, the Browns, how much are you playing for here in this game? Vikings at the Lions. Detroit, got to get some psyche back. Got to get your mental frame back before you go into the postseason. I think they win in this game. How many, uh, you know, how many guys sit out, though, in this game for Detroit? You know, you're not going to get the one seed at this point because of your awful performance last week. Uh, against Dallas. I'll pick Detroit close in this game. I think there's going to be a lot of close games, 24-23, because you just don't know who's going to play uh, in these games and, and the far superior team, right? Uh, you just don't know. Titans hosting the Jaguars. Again, a lot on the line for Jacksonville here. Guess what? 
Trevor Lawrence's health, A number one. Looks like right now he's not going to play again. I think Tennessee wins this game. The key, though, is going to be Jacksonville getting Travis Etienne going again like they did last week. That was the whole key to the game. He is the X factor for them. He is the key to the offense. Give me the Titans at home in an upset, though. Jacksonville is favored by five. I'm going to pick the Titans by seven, 20-13. Saints hosting the Falcons. I mean, the Saints went into Tampa last week and won. They're a different team at home. They're showing that physicality we thought they'd have at the beginning of the year. I still think Coach Allen's horrible, but I think they get it done against a pathetic uh, Atlanta team that can't get out of their own way with a bunch of offensive weapons. Give me New Orleans at home, 23-13. to The Panthers are pathetic. The Bucs have got to win this game. They're going into Carolina, and I think they get it done. I think Baker rebounds here to have a big 350-yard game. Give me Mayfield, White, Evans, and Godwin in a blowout, 38-7. to in Charlotte. Bears at the Packers. Packers all day, baby. The way Jordan loves playing right now, I love it. I mean, they've got some no-name players catching the football. The defense is rocking all three phases for the Green Bay. They can run the football right now as well. They're at Lambeau. Home field advantage. Give me Green Bay all day long. Vince Lombardi sprinkling the dust on him. 31-13. to They beat the rivals at home. And yeah, like Aaron Rodgers says, there is no rivalry here. Broncos, or, or said, Broncos at the Raiders. Things are falling apart in both places for different reasons. The Raiders, they've fallen apart only because you don't know what the future holds and what the quarterback situation is. But they have battled to a 7-9 mark, and they've gutted it out. Um, again, falling apart from the standpoint that they got to figure out who your head coach and your GM is. But maybe just give it to Antonio Pierce at this point, right? Things always seem to fall apart for the Raiders in this recent modern time. Um you know, uh, they're falling apart a little bit more for Denver because they got to figure out that Russell Wilson situation. And my God, that cap money that's dead is going to be brutal. Um, I'm picking the Raiders at home here. The mojo of Antonio Pierce gets it done 27 to 17. Um, and really, when I said that it's falling apart in both places, I don't, I don't even, falling apart probably a little strong, you know, uh, for, for, for Vegas just because they've gotten to this mark with Antonio Pierce. Maybe it's a little strong, but I guess falling apart from a front office standpoint, you know, in a head coach standpoint, because um, they just have to find that. And gosh, I mean, the Raiders have Devontae Adams. You know, they got Josh Jacobs. I mean, gosh, they are wasting those two big-time talents on offense. Eagles at the Giants. Oh, boy. Philadelphia favored by five. Weird things happen to division games. I think Philly wins this. I think they claw through. But I think it's going to be close, 23-20. I just don't have any confidence in Philadelphia. Eagles fans told me all year, they're like, Mike, this team isn't that great. I knew they weren't great, and I knew they weren't elite. But I still thought they were pretty good. I thought there was still a lot there, and I thought the championship mojo was there. And now I'm starting to lean with all my buddies because this team looks terrible. And the defense, other than the front line, I mean, come on, open space, tackling, third down, secondary, they get burned on long plays. Horrible, horrible. Uh, physicality, both sides of the football, horrible. Offensive line's a shell of itself. Jalen Hurts can't find the first. I mean, he looks like Tua. If he doesn't get the first read, he's dead. Makes terrible decisions, and they can't scheme A.J. Brown open. How much does it have to do with Shane Steichen? You know, not being there as O.C. Maybe a lot. Cardinals, I'm telling you, 4-12. and 12. While the Eagles, Dolphins, and Chiefs don't look like their records going to the playoffs, the Cardinals at 4-12 and 12 don't look like that record either, do they? Don't they look more like a 7-win team to you? They do to me. They've hung in there. They've gutted it out. And they got a lot to look forward to in 2024. Kyler Murray, James Conner at home. Give me the Cardinals. Wouldn't you love to be in Scottsdale or Glendale, whatever it's called, for this game? I mean, seriously, 75 degrees. 
Maybe you don't play watch this game. Maybe you go to a brewery and sit outside, or maybe you play golf and you have it on your phone. I don't know. Arizona. Seems like a pretty cool place to live. You know? Really does. I'm jealous. But I think they get it done. Give me the Cardinals. James Conner running all over the place. A lot of pride there. He needs 110 yards for 1,000. He gets it in this game. And they established the ground game. And they beat a Seahawk team that's been wobbly for about seven or eight weeks. So I'm going to take the Cardinals here. 30-20. to 20. Chiefs at Chargers. Again, how many guys play in this game? I don't know. So I'm going to go with the Chargers at home. 31-30. to 30. I just don't know who's going to play in this game for Kansas City, so we'll take that. Rams at the 49ers. This game, very interesting to me. I'm going to take the Rams on the road. A lot more to play for here. San Fran has wrapped up the one-seed home field advantage and all the rest. The Rams, they're playing for a lot. I'm going with Stafford and Williams and Nakua in this football game. This team has been so unbelievably surprising. Sean McVay's a stud. I think they get to 10 wins, and I think they win it in San Francisco, 23-20. to Late field goal there gets it done. Cowboys at Commanders. Division still up for grabs. Eagles or Cowboys, who gets it? Again, I'll have your playoff scenarios here shortly uh, in the NFL. Um, I, Dallas, road game. I, again, I just I don't trust this team. I mean, the Commanders are so bad. You know, I guess I'll, I'll take Dallas in this game, right? I mean, CeeDee Lamb, Commanders have nobody to cover them, right? So you got to go with you got to go with Dallas in this game. I mean, you have to. But, boy. It's January. It's Mike McCarthy time. It's time to mess up. Dallas is favored by 13. A little high. A little high in a rivalry game. <laughs> by the way, CeeDee Lamb has over 1,600 yards this year. Remember all that talk about Tyreek Hill, 2,000 yards? Tyreek Hill has 1,717 yards this year. Okay, quick math. Quick math. Let's see, 49, 20, 16. I, I mean, Tyreek Hill only has 66 more yards than CeeDee Lamb. That's a fact. Amazing. Amazing. I'll take the Cowboys on the road, but I don't trust them. Never have, never will with Dak and Mike McCarthy. Uh, 24 to 20. They get it done in Washington. I have one more game to preview it. It's Bills and Dolphins. And then I'll give you my playoffs clinching scenarios and some other things here. Week 18 preview on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. The Platter back with you, brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub and Bonnet Sales and Service, as well as Jam and Beats. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, make sure you go with my friends at Jam and Beats if you need a DJ in 2024. Tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, show that they put on. Jam and Beats all over Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you check out Jamie and the team. They were busy over the holiday season as well. Jam and Beats, the official DJ service of the ML. Sports platter. The Bills go into Miami. It's very simple. Win this game and you win the AFC East and you get the second seed and you host a playoff game. Yes, this team was 5-5. Five and five. I don't think they're playing their best football right now, but I talked about the conundrum with Week 17, right? After that recap. Do you want the Josh Allen explosive offense, 35, you know, high, mid to high 30s, Diggs, Davis, run it all over the place, Kincaid, Josh Allen, 350-yard games and all the rest? Right, you win that way, but then when you can't score that way, you lose. Or do you want it this way? You're struggling. Allen throws that pick. He looks a little off right now. They haven't really executed the pass defense in weeks. Stephon Diggs nowhere to be found. And yet you just throw some games in the win column over and over. And you're ten and six somehow. And you gut out wins through the ground game, through defense, stripping the ball, intercepting the ball playing with short fields, and your offense can't take advantage of it enough, you should be blowing teams out with those turnovers. Thanks to Razul Douglas and Ed Oliver and Christian Benford and all these dudes and Jordan Poyer and Terrell Bernard, right? Sacks, picks, fumbles, like they did against the Patriots. 
but you don't blow them out. And then you have to have the offense in there late. And then you have to get drives, sustain them, and get third and threes when you shouldn't have to against the Chargers, against the Patriots. You still have that one drive, though, don't you? Or two of those drives in a game, don't you? You still have them. Eight plays, 75 yards over five minutes. Ten plays, 75 yards over three and a half minutes. You still have the teardrop perfect throw by Josh Allen to Dalton Kincaid. You still have a major third and seven catch by Stephon Diggs in L.A. along the right side. You still have one-handed grabs by Stephon Diggs against Dallas. You still convert third and eights because you got QB1 and Josh Allen, number 17, getting it done. I don't know, man. It's such a weird place to be if you're a Bills fan. Which side do you want to be on? I don't know. I'd like a little bit more passing offense. I'm not going to lie. But who's to say? Who cares, right? If they win this game and they host, and let's say Baltimore stumbles and the Bills, you know, the AFC goes through Orchard Park and you make a Super Bowl winning with a bunch of different styles, you're winning ugly, you're winning pretty, you're winning with some ground, some Allen picks. As long as you're winning, do you care? I don't know. It's such a weird place to be if you're a Bills fan. I think the Bills go in and win this game because of those things that I just mentioned. They figured out how to win this year in every possible different way, right? They've won with the explosiveness at the beginning of the year. They've won this way. They've won ugly with 17. They've won pretty with 17. They fought adversity on defense, but they have Daquan Jones back. And I think he's the key player in this game. I think you need to slow down the Miami run game because I think they're going to try to run it to take pressure off of Tua, who really has been average the last several weeks. For Miami, their advantage is that they are at home. This is going to be a 70-degree situation. However, it will not be an 80-degree situation for the Bills. This game has been flexed to Sunday Night Football. The Bills will not be on that sideline where the sun is just beaming down on them. This game, the sun will be set. Josh Allen will be there prime time, assuming his neck is okay, remember, the stinger. And the Bills are able now to run the football a little bit too. James Cook, Josh Allen... I think you got to get Latavius Murray out of there. And I think the Bills maybe rotate with running backs in this football game, right? I think you maybe run a little bit more of Ty Johnson in this game. You go with James Cook. Can he hang on to the football? You go QB1. You do whatever it takes to win this football game. Stephon Diggs, by the way, has been non-existent. He hasn't had a 100-yard game in 10 weeks. My man still has a 1,000-yard season. Anybody pay attention to that or write about that? He still has a 1,000 yards on the season. He's only had eight touchdowns, but he still has a hundred receptions this year and in a thousand yard season. Is there anyone doing it more quietly than Stefan Diggs? It shows you how unbelievable he is, but I would love to see him catch the ball. He is, it's been twofold because of the ground game. He's been taken out of the offense a little bit. And Stefan Diggs has also been dropping the football quite a bit. He's gotten his targets. I don't want to hear about targets. He's, he's gotten plenty of targets. He's gotten 152 targets this year, folks. You know, he comes up with 10 to 15 more catches, you know, not dropping them. My man has 1,200 yards. It's that simple. By the way, on the play in New England that Josh Allen threw that would have been like an 80-yard bomb to Stephon Diggs, he had him wide open and he missed him. It was Allen's fault for sure. Stephon Diggs had a couple of feet, right? He had he had, he had, he had basically in stride a, a walk-in touchdown. The problem is that play, specific play, and I haven't talked about this much, so I wanted to hit on it for a minute. That specific play, and I know I have a lot of Bills fans who listen to this show, that specific play has been taken out of the offense by Joe Brady and by Sean McDermott. It has been taken out of the offense really for the past two years with Ken Dorsey into Joe Brady, right, in 2022 and 2023. It's been taken out for the most part. So when you decide to try to catch the defense off guard and bomb it down the field, when you decide to do that, you have to strike. 
You can practice a thousand putts from four feet. But when you're there at Augusta on Sunday and you're John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, whoever, can you make that one, right? That's really what it's all about. So the Bills, they practice the bomb, but they don't really bring it to the table a lot in games. Can you strike one time? And it's an awful lot to ask to bring it out and try it and hit it. Can they do it? Duh. Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are two of the best players in the world. But you don't bring it out that much. So when you don't hit on it once, it's like, okay, well, that's done and over. And now we move on, right? I'd like to see it a couple more times. That's my point. Why not play the numbers game? Try it three times so that when you do it, one time it works. Bills are favored by three. I think this game is nip and tuck for a while. I think the Bills strike in the fourth quarter with one of those methodical drives and one big play. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's an interception short field and the Bills get the touchdown. I don't know if it's a bomb that we just talked about. I don't know if it's a James Cook getting away run, whatever. I think the Bills get one huge drive in the fourth quarter and I think they get an additional enormous play on one side of the... Is it Ed Oliver stripping to a tongue of Viola? Is it Terrell Bernard making a play? Is it an interception by a Micah Hyder or Jordan Poyer in one of their last swan songs as a bill? I don't know. But I think they get a big-time drive, 10-play, 75-yard, over 5-6 minutes like they always do. And then they get a big play. And the Bills win this game 26-23. to Now, to wrap up the show, brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing. If you're... In and around Central New York, go get your car, boat, truck detailed from Ken's Route 11 in Cicero. I'm ripping through all these scenarios, okay? It's going to take me about five to seven minutes, so buckle up, okay? AFC clinched. Baltimore Ravens 13-3. This is straight from NFL.com. That's your source. They've clinched the number one seed, lone first round by and home field advantage. Chiefs clinch AFC West. Browns and Dolphins have both clinched playoff berths. The Bills, they clinched the AFC East division title with a win. They clinch a playoff berth with a win, a, a tie or a pit loss, Jacksonville loss or tie or a Houston Indy tie. That's basically it right there, right? Now, we also know that the Buffalo Bills um, have a situation with a victory because this is actually, hang on a second. Let me go back to that Bills thing. Well, they clinch it with a win, yes. I don't know why they put tie up there and didn't do the win scenario. Um, or the loss, excuse me, the loss scenario. Buffalo can lose, but if Pittsburgh and Jacksonville both lose, Buffalo gets in um, and they would play at Arrowhead as the sixth seed. Buffalo loses, they get one of those teams to lose. They go to Miami as the seventh seed. So that is another scenario that NFL.com did not put in there. They put in a tie situation for some reason. Houston Texans at the Colts, they clinched the AFC South with a win. Uh, and a Jacksonville loss or tie. Uh, Houston clinches a playoff berth with a win or a tie in Jacksonville loss plus Pittsburgh loss or tie. The Colts, they clinch the South title with a win in Jacksonville loss or tie or an Indy tie in Jacksonville loss. Indy clinches a playoff berth with an Indy win or a tie plus a Pittsburgh loss or tie. Jacksonville at Tennessee, we know here they clinch the South division with a win or a tie in an Indy-Houston tie. Um... And then you have a Jacksonville clinching the playoff berth with a tie plus a Pittsburgh loss or tie or a Pitt loss, Denver loss or tie plus into Houston Indy uh, doesn't end in a tie. So the Dolphins also are in this, of course. They clinch the division with a win uh, or a tie with the Bills. The Steelers at Baltimore. Steelers clinch a playoff berth with 
a win plus a Buffalo loss or a Pittsburgh win plus a Jacksonville loss or tie or a win plus a Houston Indy tie or a Pittsburgh tie plus Jacksonville loss and Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie or Jacksonville loss and Denver win plus a Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie. Then in the NFC, clinched 49ers, lone first round buy and home field advantage winning the NFC West. Detroit has won the North. The Cowboys have a playoff berth, as do the Rams and the Eagles. Now, the Falcons at the Saints. Here we go. Atlanta clinches the South Division with an Atlanta win and a Tampa Bay loss. Dallas at Washington. They get the NFC East with a win or a tie and a Philly tie or a Philly loss. Period. End of discussion. Green Bay versus Chicago. Green Bay clinches a playoff berth with a win or, yes, here we go, a tie plus a Seattle loss or tie or a New Orleans loss or tie or a Green Bay tie, Seattle loss plus a Tampa loss or a Green Bay tie plus Seattle tie plus a Tampa loss or tie or Minnesota loss or tie plus a Seattle loss plus Tampa Bay loss or Minnesota loss or tie plus a Seattle loss plus New Orleans loss. Minnesota at Detroit. They clinch a playoff berth with a win plus Green Bay loss plus Seattle loss and Tampa Bay loss or a mini win, a Green Bay loss plus a Seattle loss and a New Orleans loss. The NFC is a disaster. The Saints now, they clinch the South Division with a win against the Falcons plus a Tampa Bay loss or tie or a New Orleans tie plus Tampa Bay loss. New Orleans clinches a playoff berth with a win plus Seattle loss or tie plus a Green Bay loss or tie. Or you get the New Orleans tie plus Seattle loss and Green Bay loss. Philly, meanwhile, they clinch the NFC East title with a win and Dallas loss or tie. Or Philly tie plus Dallas loss. And then a Seattle Seahawks situation at Arizona is Seattle clinching a playoff berth with a win plus Green Bay loss or tie or a Seattle tie and Green Bay loss and Tampa Bay loss or tie, or Seattle tie and Green Bay loss plus New Orleans loss or tie. Tampa, meanwhile, is at Carolina. This is the final one. They clinch the division with a win or a tie and a New Orleans loss or tie. Tampa can get into the playoffs still with a tie plus Seattle loss plus Green Bay loss or tie. Now you can go have your caffeinated drink and a couple of ibuprofens to handle your headache. Week 18, buckle up in the NFL. ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends over at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a big thank you to Brian Conboy, the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Hey, Brian's got it all for you, financial plans for your future, tax-efficient retirement planning. He's on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, on LinkedIn. Get your financial future set today with Brian Conboy, advisors.massmutual.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.